Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Start Ed Up podcast. Pretty thrilled today because a lot of times we have on entrepreneurs, authors, some thought leaders, but I don't very often have on superintendents, have on a lot of classroom teachers. One of the things that I really thoroughly enjoyed about this episode is, number one, I got to go out to Springdale, Arkansas, and witness the school and tour it and and most importantly talk to their students i thought maybe just maybe they were talking a big game and then i went out there matter of fact i was hesitant about doing this podcast because i didn't want to seem like i was pandering but i really was blown away by what i saw Uh, matter of fact i didn't plan on doing this podcast at all but when we got back we just kept talking more and more about you know what we witnessed and matter of fact, I, we're going to invite on uh, two of the students we met there because we were just like, no, are you serious? This is incredible. So I, I do have to say, you know, I, I I was very hesitant on, you know, interviewing somebody and saying, wow, you guys are great. Um, that's what I saw. And also, and, and I start off with almost an insult uh, and to, with all due respect to Dr. Rollins, this is a guy who's been a superintendent for a long time and his approach on innovation and ed was quite refreshing. So I think you're going to like this one. If you are a teacher, I highly recommend you pass this one along to your administration team. If you're an administrator, I'm telling you, this was a pretty good one, and you might want to reach out to their team there in Springdale, Arkansas. All right, so I'm not going to waste any more time. Let's get right down to it. I present to you Dr. Rollins of Springdale Schools. All right, joining me now is Dr. Jim Rollins. He is the superintendent of Springdale Schools there in Arkansas. Dr. Rollins, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Don. I look forward to our conversation. (laughs) So let me just start off by telling you the backhanded compliment that sometimes we get here in central Indiana. You guys had me out, uh, and I was honored, and... um, my expectations for Arkansas were probably the expectations people have for Indiana. I wasn't quite sure what I was going to get, but, um, you know, I'd met some people there already through Twitter and conversations. So I had fairly lofty expectations, but I was pretty darn blown away by some of the things that were going on in your school district. And so I'm going to give you this opportunity to kind of, well, brag a little bit, but let me just get this off off let's get this <laughs> off the record and this is just horrible of me but um when i saw all the innovative things that were going on i expected to see a superintendent that was going to be 30 and you're not 30 <laughs> no <I'm not. laughs> how's that for a way to open up a show with a backhanded compliment well, like that I- well, let's, let's see if I can, can I do dream about being 30. How, how about that? There we go. There we go. Uh, let's, so, yeah, I mean, first of all, like, they were just bragging on you, on, you know, Dr. Rollins lets us do this, and Dr. Rollins lets us try that. And um, I, I do got to tip my hat for uh, for a guy that's been a superintendent for a while. You have an awfully new approach. Um that I don't see as often uh, in my travels. So where did this all start? You know, like, were you always this kind of superintendent or was this kind of a last 10 years thing? Don, I'd like to say that I was always that kind of superintendent. I've I've, uh, had an enormous interest in curriculum, instructional practice, 
I, I know that uh, sometimes my many of my peers may focus more in other areas, but um, I, I was a chemistry teacher. I love to challenge myself as a teacher to find new ways to connect my students to the learning. And obviously that goes back uh, to a career now that's spanned almost 50 years. I've tried to stay very close uh, to curricular change, new ideas, new thinking. Um, in Springdale, Arkansas, it, it is a team effort uh, at the highest level. We focus every day on bringing the brightest and best teachers to our profession, and just as importantly, to growing and building our understanding, our own, own capacity in terms of how to teach all kids. I'm a student of Dr. Larry Lazat, and Dr. Lazat was one of my great mentors. And through Lazat, uh, other great teachers, uh, Ted Sizer, Gene Bottoms, Jim Collins. Uh, that, that list just goes on and on. And when you have an opportunity to, to be engaged in collaborative work with some of the great minds in the country, it's pretty easy uh, uh, to stay passionate and committed when you see new approaches that really uh, better connect kids to the learning approaches that in, uh, engage kids at a level uh, through that practice that maybe they would not been previously. Yeah. That, that sort of mindset, uh, uh, I, I, in, my, in my view, is, is powerful. And it does, it does keep you uh, current and stretching and growing uh, because, uh, again, as, as Dr. Lazat taught us so many years ago, uh, teach them all. All means all. And uh, right. I've tried to pick up on, on that uh, motto and carry it forward throughout my work here in Springdale. And uh, so uh, yeah. we, just, we just try to build a team and uh, we've got well, great teachers that are investing with us. So Yeah, it's funny you said that because I was like thinking of like a sports metaphor because uh, what you guys have done is create a culture. Because I like, I always, I always really enjoy coaches and where they coached before. Uh, so, you know, I, I like the, the Mike Krzyzewski coaching family tree. And even though he's a cantankerous little guy that, you know, he was underneath Bob Knight and Bob Knight's got an interesting coaching tree. And, and, you know, here in Indianapolis, we have Butler university and my gosh, some of the best, you know, some of the best coaches in the country started at Butler and are branching out. And so when, when you're starting to talk about the people you served under, but the people that are also serving under that, uh, I think that's that's just it. it. It's a, it's a culture and, and uh, you guys kind of learn and grow with one another. That's yeah, awesome. I, I believe that's accurate. And uh, we continue to invest in that culture every day. And uh, it's, it's not, frankly, it's not just a few of us. Uh, it's all of us. And uh, so yeah. when you've got great teachers who uh, realize that they have a, a strong voice in terms of the thought process and the, and again, the stretches and grows and next steps that the district takes, great things can happen. And uh, we've been yeah. very fortunate in that regard. 
Yeah, let me let me dig into that because like I, I'm not I'm not trying to make this a uh, a pandering piece because normally I'm pretty darn skeptical when I go into a place. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like, and I'm not trying to say this to be mean because like there's some places that are like we're very innovative. I'm like awesome. What are you guys doing? Well, we take pictures of our worksheets and put them on Canvas. I'm like eh, that's not necessarily. Um, I, I, there was some big. Um, there was, I don't want to say some big talk before I went in there, but I, you know, I, I had met with Shannon Tischler and, and she was you know, talking about some of the things that were going on, not at just one school or the favorite school, but a lot of different places. And, and luckily enough, I, I got to visit um, several schools and I got to say, like, there's a wide variety there in Springdale um, and there's a wide socioeconomic uh, span as well. Uh, but I, like they all, it was weird because they all had their own identity they all kind of had, they were pointing to the same direction. Um, you know, I, I went to, um, let's see, I went to the Don Tyson School of Innovation and then the high school that's right down the street, help me out, that is... Um, yeah, that's probably Lakeside Junior Thank you. High. Yes, or, Lakeside. Right across the street, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and they all had their own different feel, but they all kind of, again, pointed the same direction. When did you guys start to... Um, you know, make sure that schools were aligned on mission and vision. Because I mean, like, because again, like every school had their own feel, but they seemed to be pointing in the same direction. How did, how did you guys set that up? I, I don't know if you've seen the illustration that kind of guides our work. It, and, and I would really encourage every school district in the country to consider this kind of uh, model, if you will, We've kind of charted over the last almost 40 years the progress that we have made, the, the new legends or guideposts, et cetera, that we've been focused on. And we, we call that model the staircase to educational excellence. It starts with teach them all. The second landing on that staircase is learning for all. The third landing is learning together. And then comes some pretty common educational vernacular, mm -hmm. uh, graduation for all, uh, career ready, college ready, competition ready. And again, you have to think about over time and during the last five to eight years, we've been very focused on personalization of teaching and learning and that we kind of capture that idea under innovation ready. Mm -hmm. And so again, that's a progression. And you think of all the learning opportunities, all the input, the, the uh, capacity building, et cetera, that took place around each of those landings. And it kind of paints a picture, if you will, of the progress of the district over time. This year, and I, in, in the meeting that you attended with us, I tried to at least introduce the idea that we could all look about, look at, think about, uh, and the idea of applied learning. We came, but we come back to Friedman. We come back to Tony Wagner and others when they say what the world's interested in is what the kids can do with their learning. Right. Beautiful. Right on. That that closely aligns with what the business community in our region is really asking for help with. I, I really uh, kind of had an internal struggle. Is application ready, too broad, too generic? Should it be entrepreneurial ready? And I think, again, from the standpoint of progression, 
application ready probably for the next few years. Maybe then we stretch, become a little more uh, focused in the entrepreneurial setting mm-hmm. uh, and marry that creative element, et cetera. But again, I, I think districts who look at their work over time, and again, I know I'm a, a very privileged individual to have an opportunity to serve in a district for almost 40 years now. So I've had an opportunity to kind of be a part of of that growth and development, et cetera. So that personal piece is in place, but it really helps in my view to build that chronology that comes back to exactly what you said. It translates into culture over time. So um, uh, innovative practice for the last five or six years, again, under this umbrella of personalization has really been our focus. Yeah. And you you toured our Don Tyson School of Innovation. You've seen how those ideas were brought forward now into concrete and mortar, mortar and design of a facility. Yeah, that really enhances personal learning. So yeah, let me let me get into that on some of the things I saw because that's honestly one of the one of the things I wanted to report back because. Um, it's funny, as I was touring the building, there was like two or three former students that I was texting along the way because I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> um, and to be fair, like a little piece of me was sad because uh, my youngest, Grant, um, was made for that school. Uh, mm-hmm. Like halfway considering to moving to Arkansas because I was like... <laughs> we love to Oh, no, it's just, it made... Yeah. Like, okay. So first of all, I had I'd already visited um, one of the traditional high schools and uh, there were some awesome things going on there. And, and by, by the way, that's one thing I liked is that when I asked them if there was a waiting list for Don Tyson School, they're like, no, it, it's a good balance. Like the people that want to be here are here. And the people that w- want to be at the other high school is because they want to be there. Sure. It's not like every, like you guys had alternatives. But I remember walking in, um, I think the first school I visited was, was an elementary school and it, it was great because it literally is the first day of school. So the excitement was in the air and, and, and they were feeding the kids and they were just, you know, that first day of school excitement. But then I walked into the Don Tyson school of innovation and literally I took a hard left and it was drones one Oh one. And I was like, wait, what? And they were, it was the first day of school and they were already like flying drones and talking about how to get their license uh, then I took another, uh, like hard left. And then this is one of the, uh, design classes. And there is where I met a, a, a young lady and I 90% sure we're going to have her on the podcast here in the next coming weeks. But she then, then tells me about the fact that you guys have not the winning state robotics team. You guys like literally from Arkansas are going to be the robotics representative of the United States in Dubai. And that's when I went ahead and picked up my jaw off the floor because, um, and she was like, because then the teacher then presented me with their playbook that they had created last year. And the teacher said, I helped a little bit because they had design processes down. They documented everything. They were, I mean, it was, it was a well-oiled machine. And I, again, I travel a decent amount. I go to a lot of schools and, and I, I, I got to say the building was impressive, but I've also seen really cool buildings that I haven't seen student results like that. So kudos to you on that. But I got to say, like, just having a building in tech 
that was one thing. The, the leadership skills, or at least that or you guys did a really good job of picking out the students that I had to talk to. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, that girl, and I'm, I'm not going to spoil it because I'm, I'm, she wanted to be on the podcast and we will have her on there. But um, the leadership abilities from the tech, that was what got me the most. That was when I told you, I'm like, look, we need to have a podcast about this. Because some, uh, like my favorite, one of my favorite persons in the world is Tina Selig. And she is a professor at Stanford. And she has a thing called Stanford Technology Ventures Program. And she basically works with some of the best engineers that go to Stanford. And she makes them creatively entrepreneurial. She also gives them a little dash of leadership ability, stuff like this and that. Well, this is Stanford and this is college. So the, I, again, maybe I just got lucky and I talked to the right three students, but randomly I'm talking to three students and that leadership has to be in the DNA somewhere. The, uh, I, I've been so, I, I've, I've been honored to be able to say this. We, the, this program is in its sixth year now. Um, we just, this past year had our first graduating class. We actually started with 200 eighth graders. The idea was to add 200 students a year, eight, nine, 10, 11, and 12. Well, we obviously have been extremely fortunate in our building leadership and the staff of the school has have carried the mission forward in ways that perhaps none of us uh, could even envision. But the point is families, of seventh graders wanted to know, could you, could we do that? Could we have an opportunity to do that? So you go talk to the staff and present that option and teachers say, yes, we can do that. Well, it's not a far stretch to know that sixth graders and sixth grade parents the next, next year are gonna want the same thing. And so you go back, you talk to the teachers, well, sure, we can do that. So, Today, the Don Tyson School of Innovation serves students in 6th through 12th grade. And Don, we have never turned a student down who said, I want to go to that school. Now, we've been in the building mode, and so we've been able to yeah. accommodate space, etc. But in those early years, uh, without question, the makeup of the School of Innovation, I'm talking about the demographics of the students, et cetera, mirrored our district. There, there was no difference in terms of poverty or diversity or right. special needs or, or uh, other factors. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, I, 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 that's where, again, like I'm not that lucky, you know, I, like I, it couldn't have been luck that I just ran into three students that were that uh, yeah. ready to discuss. Uh, but I'll also say that that was that was kudos to the middle and the elementaries. I mean, like it's to to get them to give unsolicited opinions and advice, and it be and they're not paid. <laughs> they're not paid. Uh, you know, spokespeople for the school. They like it, it, normally kids are like the adults are around. Like, okay, they want you to believe this, but it's really that. Um, there was not that. She was really complimentary from her days at the elementary school on up, and I think that was a testament. Um, but I, and again, I, I don't really want this to be like a pandering piece. Like, oh, thanks for having me out. Now I owe you a really nice podcast. That's not it at all. I. I was really 
wonderfully impressed. And, and, and I want to get to the other point of this. So, okay. Oh, okay. So there's a nice school that's that, you know, the Tyson family wanted there to be, okay. So that's, well, yeah, you're right. That first of all, that's, that's open to everybody. So it's not an elitist school, but I want to talk about the, the, the other place I visited. You guys had just literally, actually it wasn't even done the night I got there was your, was your alternative school. Like That's literally true. when I got there that night, they were laying floors and they were still trying to put like school starts in 12 hours. <laughs> and some of the teachers were there till 2 a.m. I know because I talked like, and, and so the, the building, you can, you can talk about it here in a second, but the building itself was made for, if you didn't like school in the past, here's something new for you. And it warmed my heart because A, I got to talk to the students again on their first day. So obviously they were pretty keyed up, but these were non-traditional students. This was students that were getting a second or a third chance. And uh, I got to give kudos to your principal on when people say put kids first, man, that guy lived and was breathing it. But the mission and vision of that school also, I went away going, this, this feels, this, this is something special. And I, I told him if there's anything I can do in the future, I, I, you know, please let me know. I've actually followed up and talked to two or three teachers from the school. So talk to us about opening that brand new um, alternative school. And then, you know, what's the mission and vision for it? Well, the, the mission and vision really uh, are identical uh, to the, what we have uh, pervasive across the district. Teach them all, all means all. This school has been designed to make sure that struggling students who need uh, a different avenue, a different, a different venue, a different uh, organizational plan uh, can have their needs met in that, one, in that way. And kids there uh, who uh, are struggling in, quote, a more traditional setting have the opportunity to personalize teaching and learning just like we see at the Don Tyson School of Innovation. And frankly, what we're seeing more and more and more of as we grow the culture of personalization across the entire district. So uh, we, we had the opportunity to acquire a, a new facility in a wonderful setting. And of course we renovated and retrofitted to, to make the space uh, more inviting to collaborative work, teamwork, uh, we've uh, we've set up the technologies, the tools of our trade, if you will, to allow kids to move at their own pace. Uh, uh, we genuinely believe uh, that learning should take place anytime, any place at the uh, child's uh, a pace of learning that suits them best. So we're just uh, we're learners ourselves. Uh, we're looking for new ways to serve, uh, importantly, new ways to connect kids to the learning. Um, the, the growth and the, you referenced the robotics. I'll just quickly tell you a very personal story. And again, it goes back about six or seven years. I was in one of our high schools late in the evening, had been there for a, a civic event, et cetera. And I'm walking down the hall of the school, walk by a classroom, and I hear all kinds of uh, robust activity, uh, everything from laughter to shouts, et cetera, almost a celebration kind of event. And I say to myself, I got to see what's going on. This sounds great. So I go in the room and I'm actually in an engineering academy. At the heart of the work 
again, at that time, seven or eight years ago, the robotics team was there in that engineering academy getting ready for state or national competition. They just kind of culminated in the building of their robots. They really were celebrating. And the real story is this. As I visit with the students, I find out that they're there before school, after school, on weekends, et cetera. And this kind of teamwork, this kind of collaboration, this kind of project-based learning where they've all invested, created, et cetera, and they think they've got a shot at winning the competition that they're going to, as it turned out they did. That's the kind of foundation that we've seen extended across the schools in the entire district, and you're now seeing uh, it culminated with really um, a national level uh, excellence at the School of Innovation. So it's culture, uh, great teachers working with students, better connecting them to the learning, doing all those things that we know work, letting children or students have a voice in the project, let them invest in it, let's see their ownership of the project. And I gotta be honest with you, great things happen as that example illustrates, but it happens in all areas of schooling. Yeah, it does. And, 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 you know, the culture, culture, culture just permeated as I visited that day and, and, uh, and sitting the following up uh, afterwards, I, I've heard from a, a good amount of your teachers afterwards. So I, you know, hats off, um, hats off to what you're, you guys are building and, and hats off to, you know, what I think is most important, like you said, all means all and the student success stories. Uh, that's a pride piece. Um, that, that's a, you know, I, I remember um, <laughs> one time, and this was just so arrogant of me to say, but I was in uh, interviewing for a teaching position and um, the principal, this is kind of when I was just kind of starting some odd programs and they were kind of getting some notoriety. And he said, he asked me what my big goal was. And I said, to drive up property values. And he gave me a weird look. I said, look, I want to build a program that parents are bragging about it and that you want to move here. And uh, that's an odd way of being able to say, I want my school to be, you know, really, really well known and things of that nature. But I got to be honest with you. Um, the pride that a lot of the students were showing uh, was one of those. Yeah, I'm in Springdale, Arkansas. And that's pretty awesome. And, and I think that's a, that's a heck of a compliment um, to not only have student success, but then just have so many kids enjoy the fact that they're there. And again, this is not, and here I go again, my backhand of, you know, compliments. There is a wide socioeconomic, like you guys run the gamut. This isn't like high end or low end. It, it runs the gamut. And I, I just like that there was a, a sense of unity and, and uh, a sense of purpose and, and culture. So uh, hats off to you big time. Uh, I enjoyed, I enjoyed going out there and meeting with your teachers, but had to have you on the podcast because I was just really, really, really impressed by what you guys have built. So seriously, congratulations. Well, I appreciate that. And we we're so glad to have you in our district, you know, uh, from, from my point of view. Uh, and I think it is part of the culture. We just do these things together. We, we bring our best thinking together. We network. Uh, we look at great examples. We bring it home and we personalize. And it's our hope uh, that the things that uh, we're trying to do and invest in here, uh, that those activities will serve our kids 
uh, as well as we can uh, create conditions to make that happen. But just as importantly, we hope these things will transfer to uh, other schools in, in the region, in the state, in the United States and beyond, because then more and more students can benefit from great practice. And I think uh, those of us who've been privileged to spend our career in this profession, uh, that's at the heart of, uh, that hope is at the heart of all we do. That's awesome. I, it, it shows. It really does. Uh, so I, people listening to this podcast, I, I recommend you um, don't just take me at my word. Take a look at what they're doing. Uh, if you want to talk to, you know, get a hold of uh, Dr. Rollins or anybody there, I, I, you know what else I give credit to? Uh, Shannon Tischler is, uh, I'm sorry, Tischer. Uh, yes. was uh, was really the first person that I started getting connected with. And she she deserves a, a great deal of credit. And, and, and I'd be remorse if I also didn't. Um, oh, the other really super, super, super nice lady that was uh, taking me around to other schools. Dr. Dr. Marcia Smith. Thank you, Mark. Yes. Thank you, Dr. Smith. Thank and then great, great, oh, educators, great leaders. Yeah. Yeah. Both, both ladies were beyond awesome. And then, and then, uh, your principal there at the new alternative school man help me out with his name i should have had this well, in my notes well dr kelly bortz is yes. the principal now uh, mr damon donnell may have been there at the time yeah uh, just we were just very uh, fortunate to yes. have great leadership across the board so you guys are yeah absolutely so credit credit to the people that were there and, and helping me out and giving me the tour but uh you built something wonderful, so I recommend that if you guys are interested, that you check out what Springdale is doing. Uh, what's your what's your what's the website for the overall school corporation? Yeah, the, the this is just springdalschools.org. Okay. If you want to connect with me, it's just jrollins at sdale.org. Sdale meaning springdale.org, and uh, so just the uh, first initial last name of the educator. Uh, sdale.org will get you in contact with anyone here in our school system and we welcome the opportunity to talk and collaborate and network and grow together well that's awesome i sincerely appreciate it uh you have been um so so welcomed and and uh just let me start that over. Well, thank you, Dr. Rollins. I am so impressed and uh, hoping some people will reach out or at least take a look at what you guys are doing and uh, how you guys are bringing innovation to the classroom. Thank you so much. Thank you, Don.